I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome, Welcome. to Warriors Wrap-Up. Wrap up. Curry takes another three. It's up and good! He's got 62! On 95.7, the game. Maladone to Roby, run off the line by Mulder, lost the ball on the drive. Draymond to Mulder, steps around door to midcourt, finds Curry, catches, can't shoot. Two defenders go right to him, he steps back and shoots it. Why not? You're Steph Curry, you're on fire. Yeah, and another one of the nights where it's best to just appreciate the man wearing number 30 needed 22 points to move back in front of Bradley Beal for the top spot in the NBA in terms of scoring. He got all of that and two more in the first quarter. Multiple 20-point quarters tonight for Steph. 49 in three quarters, 11 three-pointers. The Warriors set a new franchise record for three-pointers in a game as they knock down 27, and the Warriors handle their business for a second consecutive game inside Chase Center over the Oklahoma City Thunder. 136-97 to is the final, and the Warriors improve now to 35-33 and on the season. Just four games to go, but my goodness, a lot of really good things to talk about. But but tonight is, again, another one of those where you just bookmark it uh, and, and have to pause and just appreciate the greatness of Stephen Curry. Yeah, he's, he's out of this galaxy right now, J.D., and love the way that the team finished the first half on a 10-0 run, opened up the second half on a 10-0 run. And, you know, the game was already at 15 points, but – that just put all anything in doubt really before the end of the first half. But I do like the way they came out in the third quarter. Watching Steph, it's like watching a, a masterpiece paint, right? It's 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 like beautiful art is what he's doing. And he's he's having the time of his life doing it, you can tell. I just wish there was eighteen thousand fans at Chase Center to be able to appreciate that. He is single handedly turning that place into his own uh, and and that's going to serve this basketball team very well going into next season when it is chock full of fans and Clay's back and Wiseman like you know it, that's got a that, that building needs to create its own identity uh, and and Steph is taking the taking the lead on that JD so uh, it's just fun to watch man this stuff is supposed to be fun it's sports and while watching Steph operate right now is certainly fun, and it's fun to cover. I mean, 49, Bill goes for 50, Steph gives you 49 and three quarters, and I know he, he mentioned it in the postgame. Like, he was aware of what Bill did. I just love it, man. It's amazing. Yeah, it, it's incredible. The fourth time that Stephen Curry has posted multiple 20-point quarters in the same game, the last time he did it was back in October of 2018. Uh, he does that tonight. Uh, it's his highest scoring first quarter of the season uh, and the 33rd career 20-point uh, quarter, seventh this season, 10th uh, time he scored at least 20 points in the opening quarter uh, in his career. So he, he was just on one, on one fast, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, it was a lot like Thursday, five in double figures tonight, Steph doing his thing at a greater level than even he was on Thursday night, you had Draymond with, with 15 in the first half. And yeah. all of a sudden, the Warriors have won four of five again here. 
and 11 of 16. So I, I know we've tended to focus on the losses and some of the disappointments along this stretch, but the Warriors are, in fact, playing much better basketball as they continue to hold serve for the eighth seed in the Western Conference. Yeah, no doubt about it, J.D., and let's face it, uh, not a minute too soon, right? I mean, we're, we're in that important time of the season. It'll be really interesting to see what these next two games look like. These these last two had to have them. I mean, come on, the Thunder haven't won uh, since the Reagan administration, so they were just primed for a beatdown, and, and credit to the Dubs two times in a row. I mean, the Thunder had one lead in this entire like two-game stretch. Was it 10-8, 10-9 in the first quarter? That was it. Uh, so, you know, you give the Warriors credit for dusting them off as, as well they should, and they didn't just beat them. They beat them convincingly both nights. Uh, so good on them, and now things get ramped up for a couple of games, and these are the top two teams that the conference has to offer you got the jazz monday and the suns on tuesday they're both still playing for a whole hell of a lot trying to get that top seed so they're going to get the you know the the, uh, the warriors going to get their best effort so uh hopefully you know the, the warriors can feed off the way they've been playing lately and continue to play well at home and at least if you could just split these next two jd just find a way to win one of those games you would be in such a prime spot because you'd be two games over 500 going into those last two games of the year i don't want this team 30, you know, 35 and 35 when they're getting ready to play the Pelicans. Uh, what is that next Thursday? No, no, no. Be be 36 and 34. Then then I'm going to be like, OK, they got something going. Yeah. One, one game makes all the difference in the world. And, and forgive me if uh, I, there were some maybe some papers rustling in the back. I was going through because I there was something I thought was a note tonight. Uh, off the top of my head, and I wanted to, to double-check it, so I've been double-checking it here uh, as you were talking. Second fastest game of the year tonight for the Warriors, the second fastest game. So I know you like to say, hey, the Warriors handled their business quick, fast, and in a hurry. Well, they yep. did, in fact, tonight. <laughs> uh, that game ended at 9-11, a two-hour game on the dot, the second fastest game for the Warriors uh, of the uh, games that they've played, uh, 68 of them to this point. The only one faster, you want a quick guess? The only There's only been one under two hours. It was an hour and 59, so one game, one minute quicker than tonight's ball game. Uh, I'll give you a quick guess as to which game it was. Oh, just, uh, yeah, just, can I get a hint? Can I get one hint? Uh, it was an extremely forgettable game. In fact, it was forgettable before it even started. Oh man! Oh, that's oh yeah. I'm I'm bad with this. Uh, Toronto maybe, but I don't know. Probably not. No, it was no. It was the Phoenix game on the last night oh, before the All Star. Oh, I got you. The yeah, the the Nico Mannion game. I the got punt you. Game. Yeah, the punt. Yeah, game. totally. Okay, that makes sense. All right, fair enough. Yeah, that was that so, was yeah, uh, very forgettable. Yep. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. As the Warriors get the job done tonight, one thirty six to ninety seven as uh, they beat. The Thunder in front of 4,155 inside Chase Center. So that number also starting to ramp up a little bit. You can hear them. You can hear the MVP chants, and you can hear them just being treated to uh, the, the greatness of, of Stephen Curry uh, in this basketball game tonight. Just uh, incredible. And I know, uh, you know on the television side, Fitz has mentioned this a couple of times. I mean, it, it did feel there for a moment like tonight could be the night that Steph is coming for Clay and that, that NBA uh, three-point record for, for threes <laughs> in a game. Warriors get the franchise record. But, uh, I mean, when Steph stepped back and hit the one from the hash, I thought, oh, boy, like he might just hit four in a row right here and, and, and run this thing up to 14 or 15. <laughs> two of the favorite my favorite shots that Steph made tonight were shots that didn't even count there was the continuation the running one-hander that he banked in uh that you know could have been a three-point play and then of course the one where uh he got fouled and and still put up the three and made it right after he'd made a three previously uh late in the third quarter I mean those were just two all-time moments and those were two shots that didn't even count so uh it's just no shortage of electricity he's in such a good rhythm right now and it's funny you know as great as he was in the month of april the scoring average per game and albeit a small sample size and we're talking about an incremental gain here but he's actually up to 38 points a game from 37.3 in six games in may in, in april it's actually 38.2 in the uh, in the five games in may so far so not too shabby 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. You can give us a call or shoot us a text uh, at that number. Uh, 510 uh, Curry uh, has already locked up 
the scoring crown. Uh, the 5-1-0 checking in. Just needs his third MVP. Again, we all know he's not going to win the MVP, but but tonight is another, you know, right about the time that this hot streak started for Steph and right about the time that the Warriors started winning uh, four weeks ago tonight when, when they beat the, the Rockets and, and got on this roll here that, that's led them to the 11 of 16, you know, I, I, I posed the question and, and for the most part was mocked, even even by our friends here at, at 95.7. Like, well, there's no way like it, it just and again, I didn't say he could he could win it necessarily. But if the Warriors were to get hot to get the eight seed to wind up with a record pretty close to maybe the Dallas's and the Portland's at, at that particular point in time, that he should be vaulting his way up the rankings. And, and, and my point was, can he get into the top five? And, I, I mean, when you look at what he's done over the course of the last month and what he still could do here in the last week, I mean, I, I, it still doesn't seem like it's going to happen, but I feel like – I don't know. I feel like the fact that the hay being in the barn, so to speak, with, with a month, month and a half to go in the season is just it, – it's just not right, man. Because I feel like because the Warriors didn't have a good enough record six weeks ago, uh, that that's preventing him from getting legitimate consideration. And, again, I'm talking top five, that kind of thing, not necessarily winning the whole award. Well, and if you – Look at recent trends. Steph Curry's been vaulting up that right now on uh, DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh, Steph Curry is actually third in the MVP uh, vote, or you know, in the MVP odds. Excuse me. Uh, so it's it's Jokic is minus one thousand, Embiid is plus four fifty, and Steph and Giannis are at plus two thousand. So uh, Steph, you know, he's not going to win it. Like Nikola Jokic is going to be the MVP, but. Steph is already – he's going to be top five. He's probably going to end up being top three, and deservedly so. I mean, come on. Like, this is the most important time of the year, this idea that, you know, you sew up the MVP in January. How? Like, how does that work? This, this, is, the, this is crunch time, baby. So, uh, and uh, you know, it, I guess it kind of depends on the parameters that individual people have for the MVP. See, I grew up as a Cubs fan, J.D., and I remember Andre Dawson winning the MVP for the last place Cubs when I was a kid. So, um, you know, it's – the way I like to look at what the MVP means is where would your team be with the average replacement level player in your stead and all other things being equal? Where would your team be? How important are you as an individual to your team's success one way or another? And I think a lot of these other teams, even the, the Denver Nuggets, and Jokic just had a hell of a season. That's why he's going to win the MVP. But you put the average center on the Nuggets, they're still a pretty damn good team. You take Steph off this Warriors team, I mean, we, we've talked about it a lot, J.D. They, they might be the worst team in basketball. And so, I don't know. To me, that's where most valuable uh, certainly resonates. Like, just how valuable is this guy? Well, he's the difference between you're going to be, a, you know, most likely a playing team and hopefully a playoff team versus – yeah, you're going to be in the uh, draft lottery, hopefully maybe get the number one pick or something like that. That's a that's a pretty wide variance that Steph provides. 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap up here on 95-7. The game is the Warriors handle business. Second game in a row against the Thunder, 136-97. Let, let's run through a little bit uh, of, of what went down in the NBA tonight. Uh, games surrounding the Warriors the uh, Dubs get the win. The Grizzlies did win uh, on the road against Toronto in Tampa. Uh, the Grizzlies won that ball game, so they improved to 34 and 33. So the Warriors are a half game up there. Portland won at home tonight against San Antonio. So the Warriors now have a two and a half game lead on the Spurs, uh, who are currently in in tenth place. The Spurs see their lead dip down to two over the Pelicans uh, and and it's uh, three over Sacramento as far as teams that maybe are chasing them uh, to, to possibly run them down for the 10th spot. The Warriors do also gain a half game on the Lakers. Lakers remain in seventh and Portland continues with their victory to separate themselves. Now a game and a half up on the Lakers uh, and Dallas is two games up. So at this point, and I know we'll play the sound from Steph, uh, post game when he was asked about it, but at, at this point, uh, it it is uh, it, it's looking again more and more likely by the night, like it will be and could be Lakers Warriors in that in that play in game. Bring it on! It's a free roll for the Dubs, and you know I, I mentioned before uh, on the pregame that the Lakers, you know, their last couple of games are of the less challenging variety. So 
they could have an opportunity to maybe get their groove back a little bit heading into the postseason. But look, in any one game, I mean, with Steph hitting threes the way he is, and and I I know the Lakers when they're at their best, they they defend, and and we know that the Warriors got their attention on MLK Day, and they had a little something for him. You know, the next time that they saw him, the Lakers put it on the Dubs, pretty good. We know that, um, but the way that Steph, he's so combustible right now. He anybody could could get caught up in that, right? I mean, and, and the Warriors as a team, you know, they're going to hit threes like this. Warriors hitting threes like this, they can beat anybody. Now I know the Oklahoma City Thunder are hot garbage. I I totally understand that, but when you just extrapolate what the Warriors are doing offensively, uh, you know, you hit threes like that against a team like L.A. You could beat the Lakers in a one-game playoff. Why the heck not? And if you don't, well, then head on home to the Chase Center and, and get your home game on. So I think, you know, eighth is still a huge opportunity. And just think about the the hype, J.D., and just for the excitement level. I mean, come on. Like, it doesn't get any better than that. Warriors, Lakers, playoffs on the line? Like, that's what the playing tournament is for, man. That that kind of urgency, the finality of it all. Like, absolutely. Sign me up. I, I You know what? I hope it happens. We've seen Warriors trailblazers. We've seen that movie before. Give me LeBron v. Steph in the West in a one-game series. I'm in on that, absolutely. Yeah, and I think the NBA and their wildest dreams never would have imagined that that was even possible when they conceived the idea. I think, you know, the Warriors without Klay Thompson, I think they were always going to, from day one, be in that mix. I think, you know, anybody that, that had realistic expectations for this team probably figured that that's where they were going to wind up. Uh, especially with the injuries that, that they went through over the course of this season. So I, I feel like maybe the NBA would, would have viewed that as a nice little safety net for the Warriors or maybe a Zion Williamson who looks like he's going to wind up on the outside looking in. Uh, but uh, to, to have LeBron in uh, that game potentially against Steph with Anthony Davis as the defending champs and the storyline surrounding you know an underachieving and highly – uh, injured defending champion Lakers squad falling all the way down to where they have to face Steph Curry playing at the level that he's playing at, uh, you know, MVP like numbers that he's putting up all time. Great. Like numbers that he's putting up. I mean, it's just, it's juicy. It's incredible. And it would be, I mean, it would just be a hell of a matchup to talk about uh, for two or three days leading up to it. Once it becomes official here uh, a week from tomorrow, uh, unless the Lakers uh, can can somehow uh, avoid it, but uh, tonight's the first night where I, I I'm not sure they're going to be able to avoid it. I mean I think you know Portland and and Dallas in particular are starting to smell it, and I just don't know that the Lakers are going to be able to get LeBron back and engaged and Anthony Davis in the fold. I mean they had a couple of games together to try and get it right and they couldn't, and then you know they both wound up with injuries again. So uh, you know the other part of this thing for them is. You know, that puts the onus to, for them to be healthy because this isn't a series now. This is a, hey, right. you got you got two shots to win one. So I think there's some added pressure that, that goes with that to where you can't have somebody get hurt in a, in a one-off or a twofer, or you might be going home as the defending champs without even playing a series. So that, that just adds to the, the, the uh, allure of all of it, I think. Yeah, and, and look, I, you know, LeBron James, we know what a competitor, what a warrior he is, and, and I feel like, you know, he by, you know, come hell or high water, he'll be playing in, in that game, and, and AD will, AD, you know, even though they lost importantly the other night, uh, last night, Anthony Davis actually pretty damn good. Um, the, the, the Lakers, you know, if they have to wheel themselves out there, they'll be out there for that basketball game. They'll be up for that basketball game. We know how LeBron uh, tends to, to find another gear in the postseason. I'll tell you, you, know, you start to think about what those playing games would look like. Grizzlies, Spurs, not a lot of intrigue nationally. I like Jaw, you know, and, and hey, cool. It'll, I'll be watching, of course. You know, nothing like, you know, win or go home scenario. So I'll definitely be watching. But Lakers, Dubs, first ever uh, play-in tournament in the West, uh, you know, play-in scenario. Hell yeah, that's more than the NBA could have hoped for. And, and I know that the, the NBA certainly wouldn't want the Lakers to be out. They want the Lakers in a postseason series. I totally understand that. But still, I mean, it's who, who could have seen that coming? And look, man, I, I know the Lakers would be the favorite, and especially if AD and LeBron are both playing. I get all that. Uh, and on their day, they should be able to beat the Golden State Warriors. But we've seen this year too, J.D., when the Warriors, when it's their day, 
they can beat anybody. And, and I know that the Lakers will be aware of that as well. So I, I'm pretty sure they would have their full, adva- uh, full attention. But I think the Warriors and the Grizzlies got a little business that they're going to need to handle before we uh, start talking definitively about Warriors-Lakers. All right, let's get to uh, Eric and Milbray at 888-957-9570. What, what's up, Eric? You're on the Warriors wrap-up. What's up, what's up fellas? Uh, yeah, these were two tune-up games. Uh, obviously, wanted to go ahead and blow out a uh, OKC that's playing for a top-tier pick here and uh, no slip-ups. And, uh, you know, nothing was guaranteed, but obviously, you know, the Warriors at home are locked in mode. And luckily for the Warriors, uh, Memphis slipped up and somehow lost to a a god-awful Pistons team, so they still got the lead here. But, fellas, I'm looking, now that the two tune-up games of OKC are out of the way, these two next games are critical. You got the Jazz and Suns, who are definitely battling for the number one seed here. Obviously, the Jazz want to come in and avenge that loss. Uh, The Warriors took it to them uh, a couple weeks ago at Chase, so you know they're going to be fired up, ready to go. So I'm going to see how the Warriors are going to come out here because this is going to tell really – where what what uh, where the the Warriors stand when you're battling two of the top teams in the in the West here, uh, starting with the Jazz and then the Suns here, and then obviously you got a Pelicans team which you you pretty much eliminated them uh, in the in their building, and then obviously I think it's going to come down to the last game against Memphis because unfortunately for the Warriors, Memphis has got a much easier path here because they play the Kings a couple times and Dallas, who's pretty much set in that fifth seed. So I think it's going to be down to that final game there and you guys were talking about the Lakers yeah I think the Warriors will definitely take on that challenge I think with a a struggling LeBron AD is up and down Drummond they haven't really been working the Montrezl Harrell struggled they're not as good without Rondo off the bench hey who's to say they can bring it if they don't slip down even more because if you look at the Lakers schedule they've got the the most difficult schedule of anybody so they might slip down further than seven down to eighth or even nine fellas I want to get your thoughts on that thanks for the time yeah, that's not happening. And, and I mean, look, I, you know, the Lakers uh, – by the way, if Donovan Mitchell has been out with, with a right ankle sprain too, I and mean, that's the other part of this. And Mike Conley didn't, didn't play tonight either. Uh, so it's not like Utah uh, – you know, Utah's not coming in here full board. Now, they're still an excellent, excellent team, and we'll see, you know, the status of those two. But, uh, you know, you look at Utah coming in here first – uh, you know, and the Warriors beat him back on on March the 14th on on Steph's right. birthday, and 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 had you know one of their best games of the year uh, inside Chase Center. So so we'll see what's happening there. Uh, as far as the Lakers, I, I mean, look, if you're talking about the Lakers maybe losing out at this point, no I chance. Mean, that that's that's the kind of thing that it would take if if they're going to get in the conversation. Uh, you know, with I mean, flat out. I mean, they're thirty-seven and thirty. So you, you look at you know them losing out with the Warriors basically winning out or or winning, you know, uh, three of these last four minimum is what would have to happen for the Warriors to pass them, let alone the Grizzlies or or, or anybody else. So uh, yeah. it, it's highly unlikely when you just do the math on it. Yeah, it's it's not happening. I mean, look, the Lakers actually have two very difficult games coming up at home against Phoenix tomorrow and then the Knicks on Tuesday. But after that, it's Houston uh, at Staples at Indiana and at the Pelicans. So, you know, I, I you know, the next two games are tough, but the three after that, those are those are not difficult games uh, for, for the Lakers at this time of year. Now, when you're struggling, like every game can be a slog. I, I totally get that. And they're going to have to prove that they can win those games. And you're right about Utah. They're a little nicked up right now. Uh, they do. Uh, they, the Warriors will certainly have their attention. And, and they have won five in a row uh, off top, too. So, uh, you know, Utah still finding ways to win basketball games. I mean, Gobert, the defense is so filthy right now. He's just he's literally doing everything. So that's going to be, uh, you know, a particularly tough matchup for the Warriors just simply because, you you know, they lack that inside presence right now. And, and look, Looney's playing well. You know, nice night rebounding the basketball for him tonight. But that's a whole different challenge that Rudy Gobert uh, poses. So, But I agree, though, with Eric. I mean, look, Monday, that's going to be the real test for this team, the, the barometer, the okay, well, where are you at right now? Like, because you're going to have the Jazz's attention. Uh, you know, Utah feels like they probably owe you one. And this game matters for them. They're trying to hold off the Suns. 
and we know that these games matter a whole hell of a lot to the Golden State Warriors. So there's going to be no overlooking these. There's going to be no, uh, we can show up and do the deal. Everybody's going to be locked in for that game. You're going to have to bring it, though, uh, and, and make sure that, you know, it, look, what you did against OKC, that's great, and you build on that. But Utah, I mean, that's, you know, that's one of the stiffest challenges that the NBA has to offer right now. So I, I'm, I'm excited for that game, though. I mean, heck, it's almost like, you know, we're, we're kind of getting in playoff mode now. And so bring it on, baby. I'm, I'm here for all of it. Yeah, that's the my, my favorite part of the fact that the Jazz and Suns are the two teams that are coming in this week is the fact that that's going to be the one of the you know the Warriors are going to play if they if they make it through the playing tournament one of those two teams so we're going to get a, a more recent view of how they stack up now obviously it's a different story if if Mitchell and Conley are are not out there as far as how it might look in a, in a playoff series but but still to get a to get a closer look at those two i think is 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 real nice and yeah the the jazz became the first team in the nba to win their 50th game tonight uh, so they are they are still rolling uh, even without those guys and uh, 50 and 18 with their win over the rockets tonight which was their uh, fifth win in a row 888-957-9570 we'll pause uh, we'll hear from steve kerr we'll hear from steph curry uh, that's all coming up here. Warriors get the job done tonight. They handle business against the Thunder, 136 to 97. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Throws the ball over to JTA. Gets it to Mannion. Mannion straight up for three. Got it. And there's a new franchise record. 25 threes for the Warriors. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. On 95.7, the game. Big night for the Warriors as they set the franchise record for three-pointers in a game. Nico Mannion got the job done, put him over the top <laughs> with uh, three-pointer number 25. The Warriors wind up with 27. Looked like they had an outside shot at maybe getting to the NBA record, which is 29. But they wind up a couple short of tying that. 27 for 54 from three-point range tonight, and you look at it, and uh, just uh, everybody pitching in. You had Steph with 11. Jordan Poole, by the way, uh, after his long streak, he was 6 for 10 tonight uh, overall. So Jordan Poole over 50% for just the second Woo. time in, uh, I think, his last now 27 games, I think, or 26 Yikes. games. So. So, but but hey, that that's a good night for Jordan Poole. Sixteen tonight, knocked down four threes. Draymond and Michael Mulder each had three, uh, and then you have Wiggins with one, Bazemore with one, Nico Mannion with one, and even Alan Smilagic got into the act with one tonight. 
Hey, I told you on the pregame, JD. I said, what was I? What did I want to see tonight? I said I wanted to see a healthy dose of Nico Mannion and Alan Smiley-Geach in the fourth quarter because that would mean everything went according to plan, and that's exactly what happened. Only thing that didn't go according to plan was Michael Mulder hit my freaking prop bet. That's all right. I just put a little, a little teaser down on that, so it was all good. But, yeah, man, just collectively, these you're supposed to get right against bad basketball teams, and – this certainly fits the bill tonight. I love Draymond's offensive game in the first half. Uh, look, they, you're just going to need some scoring from Dray every now and again. Nobody's asking him to be a you know 17-point-per-game guy, even a 12-point-per-game guy. Just every now and again, chip in. The difference between Draymond scoring two points and ten points, it's, it's crazy how how much that seems to matter for this team. Uh, and certainly as you get into these, you know, high leverage games, uh, you know, play in tournament, crunch time games, and then ultimately into the postseason, hopefully uh, they could use that kind of a push from Draymond because, you know, Pascal, Oubre, Wiseman, I mean, all those other guys, you know, who, who knows? Like, well, we know definitively a couple of them ain't coming back. So um, it's you're going to need that kind of scoring. And, and I love, too, you know, you look up Juan Toscano-Anderson. Uh, he was, uh, you know, he hit five shots tonight. He ends up scoring 12 points. Like you said, nice bounce back game for Jordan Poole. This is the recipe. And not, you know, Steph going for 49, but Steph going for the mid-30s on up, right? I mean, you know, if the Warriors are going to do anything down the stretch here, Steph's basically going to have to stay at this clip, but other guys are going to have to help out too. And I like the fact that they kept the Thunder under 100 points as well. It was it was good offense and good defense tonight. I mean, they, they had a 10-0 run to close out the first half and a 10-0 run to start the second half. 20-0 runs, that means you're getting stopped. So uh, good on them for uh, for staying committed on that end of the floor too. Yeah, they they absolutely it was a it was a more it was a looser played game I thought tonight at the start, but you're right. The Warriors were able to put the clamp down when they needed to. The offense was flowing throughout and my goodness, you look at at what the Warriors were able to do uh, to this OKC team and what Steph in particular was able to do in, in his games against Oklahoma City. I mean, you look at the Warriors tonight knocking down the, the 27 uh, three-pointers in this ball game tonight. They, they wind up the other night knocking down 19 for 47 uh, in, in beating Oklahoma City in that ball game. Uh, and then you look at the Warriors and what they were able to do in the first matchup uh, in OKC, 24 for 47 from three-point range. You got Steph going for 42 in the first game. You've got Steph last night going for 34 in the second game. And then tonight uh, he goes for 49 in three quarters. And the Warriors just absolutely hammer uh, Oklahoma City. And, uh, man, you go back to that April 14th game, 141 to 109, the Warriors win that game. Uh, they win 118 to 97 the other night, and then 136 to 97. Uh, my goodness! I mean, they led by 48 tonight. They led by 44 in the first matchup. Uh, the Warriors did exactly what you would expect and 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 want them to do against this Thunder team this season. Yeah, thump them up, baby. The Warriors, you know, by and large, have been really good against bad basketball teams. They've struggled against a couple of, you know, obviously Washington got them a few times. They had, you know, the losses in Charlotte and Orlando. Like, we know about all that. But uh, I, I do think you're right, too, J.D. You made a, a good point earlier um, where I think oftentimes we, we've been too focused on the, the losses as opposed to, you know, really – giving them their props for the wins. And I get it. Like, the Thunder, they're, they're awful. I, I totally understand that. But it's often, too, not just beating this team, but, like, disposing of them, making short work of them. Like, that still matters. There's a big difference there between having to gut one out down the stretch. Like, I mean, think about it. You know, they beat the Kings a couple Sundays ago, but we weren't in that postgame show going, hey, man, solid performance. Like, optics matter. Context matters. And the context of these last two games is the Thunder never even had a prayer of slowing down Steph or beating the Golden State Warriors. And that's, hey, take it for what it's worth. It doesn't mean that they're going to, you know, carry that into uh, the Jazz game on Monday night, but it's certainly better than the alternative, that's for sure, especially at this time of year where, let's face it, you know, there's been some sporadic performances around the league. Bad teams are beating good teams all the damn time. So you mess around and, and lose your focus for a hot second, you could take a bad L. And I think, you know, the Warriors, they, they got their fair share of those. They got the, that out of their mouth, you know, that taste out of their mouth, hopefully. And it's all business now. You know, you, you're kind of, I don't say free rolling against Utah and, and Phoenix. I mean, you need to get at least one of those games. But I certainly think... You feel better about your chances, and, and I think this team is more confident because they did just mollywop the Thunder as opposed to maybe just grinding one out against them. 
A couple of fun moments in, in the post-game Zoom room tonight uh, involving Stephen Curry. We're working on the second one right now, so we'll play it for you coming up here uh, in about five minutes or so. But the first one uh, was Anthony Slater asking Steph uh, for, for his reaction. Uh, you know, if, if the, the league would enjoy you know, a Warriors-Lakers 7-8 play-in game, and, uh, and, and Steph just – well – we don't have to play the cut because there is no cut. He didn't say anything. He just kind of, <laughs> he just kind of, just. And then he kind of looked and kind of shook his head and that was it. There was no answer. Uh, one, one of the more hilarious moments. And then there was uh, a follow-up uh, about, uh, you know, just kind of the playing tournament overall. But the, the silence was perfect for Steph. Uh, as far as the first part of it goes, and uh, then here's what he said about uh, about getting in that play, and regardless of the matchup, it is what it is, and we want to be in there because that's where we are in the standings, and that's the only way we're going to get to most likely going to get to the actual playoffs. So um, no matter what team it is, whatever it is, we have to be able to give ourselves life at the end of the season to be in that situation, and just enjoy what that means for a team that's been through what we've been through this whole season. Yeah, you know, try to use it as a positive. Try to use it to your advantage. And, look, we've been talking about this a lot for months, really. Uh, and I know there were times where, hey, could the Warriors get to six? Could they, could they avoid this thing altogether? Wasn't meant to be for, for them this season. But the one thing that, that, that this show has stayed you know, true to form on is regardless of the matchup, and I didn't think the Lakers were going to be one of the matchups, but regardless of the matchup, I think the Warriors would feel very comfortable playing whoever they needed to play, whether it was San Antonio or Memphis or Portland or, or even Dallas. If you do have to face the Lakers, uh, you know, bring it on, as you said earlier, but at least it wouldn't be in an elimination game if that happens. It'd be in a 7-8 matchup where you know. Uh, and, and I think you know, travel is also a part of this, too. The way this thing is sh shaping up now, the last thing you'd want if you were the Warriors would be to have to play in Dallas and then come back and play a game at Chase Center, even if you get a day off. Like knowing that you can play a game in L.A. or play a game in Portland, and then if you don't win that game to advance, you're just you know quick hour flight down or hour flight back uh, you know uh, hour flight back up home if you're coming from L.A. to be able to play that second game with whoever you're going to face at that point, San Antonio or Memphis, or maybe even the Pelicans if they sneak in, they're going to be coming from a couple of time zones away to have to play their second game uh, after already going through a, a gauntlet. So I think that's an, an added benefit, even if the Lakers wind up being maybe the opponent, if fully healthy, that you wouldn't want to see. No, that's a great point. And that's why, again, it's such a, a, an advantage for the Warriors and so important for them to be that eight seed you know, uh, you know, you travel for that first game, but if hey, if you're going down to SoCal, okay, hit that flight home, or hey, maybe you, you hit that flight to wherever the heck your your playoff series is. Um, but regardless, it, it it does set up a lot nicer uh, for the Golden State Warriors. And look, man, when you're you know number six in the NBA in opponents' field goal percentage, uh, you know, you're you're when your team's hitting their threes like the way they were tonight, and the way that we've seen them be able to get hot, uh, you know, the way that they move the ball when when they're at their best, you know, the top team in the NBA in assists, they're one or two right now I think maybe they're still number one but regardless like that's that's when the Warriors can be formidable and that's when they can be dangerous and yeah I mean, of course the Lakers would be favored it's it's LeBron it's AD they're the defending champs I get that but just to get a free swing man everybody you know to be the man you got to beat the man that's what Ric Flair said and Warriors would have their chance to, to maybe uh to, to beat the champs and push them to the brink of elimination so why the heck not and look it's I said, could you just, I mean, Steph could get on a roll against anybody right now. And yes, the Lakers defensively would be much more of a problem than some of the teams the Warriors have faced lately. But from a travel standpoint, you're absolutely right. And then, you know, let's say you lose to the Lakers, you come on home and you've got a, a road-weary Memphis team or a road-weary Spurs or Pelicans. I mean, look, I really like the Warriors' chances in that basketball game. And, and look, this also speaks to, J.D., to what was one of my main objectives for this season for this team become a formidable outfit at home and they've handled their business at the chase center and they're making the most so far of this final six games to close out the regular season we've been talking about it for weeks like we knew this was happening so really use that home court to your advantage here these next couple of games just get a split these next two games and you are set up for success to get that eight seed yeah and utah and phoenix coming in the next two then the pelicans and the grizzlies warriors at 35 and 33 
so and they win tonight 136 to 97 they keep pace with the Grizzlies stay a half game up on Memphis here now with the four games to go uh, another fun moment from the postgame uh, zoom room tonight uh, we mentioned this off the top uh, Steph needed 22 uh, in the ball game tonight after Bradley Beal uh, had gone for 50 uh, in regulation, the game went to overtime, but uh, Bradley Beal didn't play in the overtime due to a, a hamstring injury uh, that he sustained. So, uh, Steph, uh, well, we'll just we'll, we'll let the question speak for itself. I believe this is Anthony Slater who who asked it. Did you know Beal had fifty uh, before you before it tipped tonight? Of course, I did. Did you know how many you needed to to uh, take the lead? No, I didn't go that level. I I watched everybody in the league. I know what he's what he's doing. He's obviously playing at a high level. But anytime somebody gets fit, do you hear about it? Did you think about it at all from a scoring title perspective, or just hey, Bradley Beal got fifty? That's, that is a second thought <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so so there you go. Did did you know Beal had fifty? Of course I did. Uh, did you think about it in terms of the scoring title? That's the second thought. <laughs> yeah, well, he's just keeping it real. Like, if he said no, I mean, come on. Of course you're aware of that. Of course you're aware that you're trying to win a uh, a, a scoring title. And, and I'll say this, like, hamstring injury for Beal, we know those things can be finicky, J.D., and obviously so much of his success is predicated on movement, right, and his explosiveness. So um, if he's got a hamstring injury, uh, you know, I, I want this thing to come down to the wire. I want both of these guys to be able to play their fill uh, for the run in here. And, and actually, I, I don't know, I, I kind of earned a little bit of respect, like low-key respect for the Wizards, the way that they uh, they hung tough against the Dubs and won those two games and have got their season back on track. Not a Russell Westbrook fan per se, but, you know, it's something about that team. I don't know, I'm just kind of – I'm low-key rooting for him, so I hope he can play out the rest of the string. Uh, but – uh, if I'll say this though, a hamstring injury can be tricky. So who knows what his availability is going to be? And you know, if Bradley Beal even misses a game or can't finish another game, if he has to leave another game early. Then you can wrap that thing up for Steph at that point. Yeah, no, you you, you really can. And I think you know the, the next two games are going to really tell the story there. Uh, you know, Utah is going to do everything they can to try. Uh, obviously, and, and slow him down. I know Phoenix has been a, a pretty good defensive team over the course of, of, of this season as well. So uh, it's going to be real interesting to follow these next couple of games and, and teams that you know teams that are well coached, you know, and 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 have you know strong defensive mindsets and and how they attempt to to go at trying to to slow down Steph Curry. Because let's be honest, I mean these two teams need wins, you know, that are coming in here to Chase Center, Utah is trying to get the one. They, they don't uh, have the tiebreaker on Phoenix. Uh, so th they're in a spot where, you know, every win for them is is all the more important because they have to wind up a game ahead of Phoenix to, to grab that one seed. And I think Utah feels like this is a, you know, this is a, a real opportunity for them to maybe, you know, catch the rest of the league uh, and in particular the rest of the Western Conference when maybe they're not at the top of their game. Lakers are down. Clippers are still going to be good, but they've had their problems. Denver doesn't have Murray. Like, you know, Phoenix is a new uh, up-and-comer. Like, I, I kind of feel like the Jazz are looking at this thing like if they're ever going to get to a finals again, you know, this might have to be the year considering everything that's going on beneath them. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, you, you look at two in the West. I mean, what about the Clippers? Like, you know, the Clippers, they, they've been uh, so up and down. And there was, uh, you know, they've had a bunch of trades. And, you know, Lou Williams isn't there. Like, they, they, uh, there's a, a, been a lot of change there with the Clippers. And so we'll see what they can do in the postseason. I know that it wasn't exactly a smooth ride last year. And there's pressure. I mean, Ballmer shelled out big time dough. You know, Kawhi did the ultimate flex coming to the Clippers and saying, hey, you got to trade for Paul George before I'll sign. Like, there's, there's a lot of expectation down in L.A. And, you know, if you're the Clippers, like, he swept out the Lakers. They're they're having a, a down year because of injury. I mean, you got to think Kawhi Leonard. You know, you start talking about playoff experience. I know Chris Paul's got a lot of experience, but you know he hasn't had the same level of success as a guy like Kawhi. So you know, as far as it stacks up out west, you would fancy uh, Kawhi come playoff time to be able to you know kind of rule the roost. But um, you know, certainly Utah. I mean, they because Utah's been a solid outfit for a number of years now. Um, and you know, I think the the rest of the NBA, particularly in the West, JD, is still kind of coming out of the fog of five years of Warriors dominance and everybody's just kind of trying to get in where they fit in and then you had last year but it was in the bubble so we really haven't had like 
you know, a, a full season. And even this was 72. But we really haven't, like, seen what that looks like yet. Last year was just so weird the way it all unfolded. So I still think everybody's still trying to find out where they fit and, you know, how, how this is all going to play out. All you can do is play the games on your schedule and, you know, ultimately try to play the best basketball that you can. But none of these teams have some established playoff pedigree except for the two teams we might see in the play-in, the Lakers and the Warriors. And really, with the Lakers, it's LeBron and then all the dudes that rolled with them to the title last year. And then the Warriors, it's Steph and Draymond and Kevon Looney, but Steph and Draymond. So, I mean, really, the rest of the West doesn't have a whole lot to hang their hat on as far as a bunch of playoff experience, except for Kawhi Leonard, who, of course, has got a couple rings. Yeah, and, and I think that's going to be, you know, the Clippers, they're going to have a lot of pressure, but I think they're the one team where if the Lakers truly are down, I mean, to me, regardless of what seed they are, like, they're the team that has to feel like it's it's their conference to win, to be perfectly no honest. I mean, and, and, and so that – but watching that play out, I think, is going to be interesting because of the, the pressure and the weight – uh, that, that's going to come with the fact that, that they're the Clippers and, and what happened to them last year getting upset and blowing the lead uh, that they blew to Denver. Uh, final couple of minutes here, Warriors wrap up on 95-7 the game uh, as the Warriors win it tonight over the Thunder, 136-97. to A couple of things here. I was just looking back at the March 14th game against Utah, and we'll obviously get into that with Jim Barnett on, on Monday uh, as the Jazz come into town. Uh, Jordan Poole was excellent in that game, uh, if you recall. 18 points. James Wiseman actually had one of his better games of the year. 8 of 11 in 23 minutes coming off the bench. Uh, 16, that was the, the extension of the game where he got benched and then had the the fourth quarter against the in mop-up against the Clippers. It didn't really matter. And then the next game was that Sunday afternoon on, on Steph's birthday. And Wiseman played excellent coming off the bench in the 23 minutes that he had. Uh, I was looking at Steph, though. Uh, Steph, 10 of 20 in that game, 6 of 9, 3, 32 points. Uh, and Wiggins was excellent, 12 of 16 in that game uh, that the Warriors won against the Jazz, 131 to 119. As far as Phoenix goes, uh, it, it's interesting. Like I, I'm really interested to see those two play because the first matchup was back on January the, the 28th uh, after the scheduled first matchup was, was postponed due to, due to COVID, the only – Warrior postponement due to COVID uh, this season, uh, and the Suns had had some issues, which is why they're playing all these back-to-backs against uh, a bunch of other teams like the Lakers and Spurs here over the course of the last week to make games up. Uh, but I'm I'm looking at that. There just isn't much to take. You know, the the here's what you take from the last meeting. That, that's what you take from the last time they met on March the 4th, which is nothing because it was yeah. that game before the All-Star break. But then the other one on, on June the 28th, um, you know, it was just the Warriors were down five at the half, got kind of blitzed in the second half. They were, they were tired, you know, second of a back-to-back. That was the game where Oubre was terrible, one of 11. Yep. Um, it was just one of the uglier games of the year for the Warriors, uh, shot 38%. And one of those games where Steph played well and nobody else really did. So, um, you know, not, not a lot of early takeaways, just kind of looking back. But I, I think this game, as far as Phoenix, because they're mostly whole right now, would be a real good indicator of how these two teams stack up because you can't really take much from the, the original meetings because they were so long ago. Yeah, no question. And, I mean, if you take anything, it's that Phoenix kept him in pocket and, and smacked him around, I mean, quite honestly. and Yeah, yeah defensively that was, in particular. No doubt. And and Oubre, they really bottomed out. And, and that was rock bottom for Kelly Oubre because he really started to put it together after that. I know he had a couple of good games before that memory serves. He kind of already started to get it back on track. But then that was his big triumphant return to Phoenix, and it did not go according to plan. You know, the thing that stands out about that Jazz game on Steph's birthday uh, it, it, a, it was one of the more impressive wins of the season. It was a, a long time coming for them to get a resume win, you know, against a big dog opposition. The other thing that stands out to me from that game, J.D., is the 28 rebounds that Rudy Gobert had and the 18 <laughs> offensive rebounds that the Jazz had, yeah. albeit in a losing effort, but it just it just speaks to how this team can just absolutely own you on the glass, and we know the Warriors are just really struggling to rebound the basketball. A little better the last couple games, but again, the Thunder are not the Jazz. And to your point, I mean, that's when the Warriors had Kevon Looney, they had Wiseman, they had Pascal like all available, and Juan Toscano-Anderson even played uh, 10 minutes in that game. Eric Pascal actually played well in that game, had uh, nine, nine points, four for six. That was back when Pascal had a little bit of a, a mini role 
uh, carved out for him and, and what the, the bench group was coming out uh, of the All-Star break and, and one of the many times that uh, that, that core group had changed uh, over the course uh, of this season. So, yeah, the next two are going to be fun. These final four games, I think, are, are going to be uh, a lot of fun, and uh, we'll see how this whole thing shakes out. I, I can't, I still can't believe it is going to, you know, but it, it's lo it really truly is looking like the Warriors are going to, if the Warriors can hold their own, face the Lakers in this, in this play-in game, uh, which would be just absolutely incredible if, if it comes to fruition. There's a part of me that still can't believe it, Kobe. Yeah, no question. And, and I, I know. And, and we'll see how this next week plays out. But uh, certainly, you know, them losing in Portland last night makes that, uh, you know, uh, uh, mathematically uh, uh, much more highly probable. Uh, but I still think the Warriors and the Grizzlies, they're on a collision course to play that final game of the season to determine who's going to get the right to be that eight seed and who's going to have to play a do or die one game elimination and, and who's going to get an action at a mulligan because, you know, either one of those teams would have to have a two game lead on the other in order for that last game not to be for all the marbles. One game lead. Either way, could swing it. Team wins the game, also wins the season series, thus wins the tiebreaker. So um, I, I just, I, it's going to be hard for these two teams to get the, enough separation to where that game isn't going to be for all the marbles for the eighth seed. So uh, it'll, hey, it'll be like a little mini play-in game, play-in game, a little, uh, a little appetizer. So uh, again, um, I love it. That's uh, who, who doesn't love this time of year in the NBA? It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, and we're going to be all over it uh, over the course uh, of the next week. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that, and uh, that, that'll that'll do it for us. As we'll get, to, I know we got the day off tomorrow. We're going to get geared up for for Monday and Tuesday, and Jim Barnett's going to be joining us, and then a couple of final word shows, and then uh, the Warriors and the Pelicans Friday, and then uh, we'll be uh, taking you through. Still don't know the time uh, for that finale, by the way, on on Sunday the 16th. The NBA has not announced the time for any of the the games in the final. Uh, final night, uh, actually the final two nights, believe it or not, of, of the regular season as they try and, you know, slot games uh, a la the NFL uh, with the greatest uh, playoff implications. I got to think whatever the number one slot is, though, that Warriors-Grizzlies game is looking for, looking looking to be in that uh, number one slot. Uh, you know, no, no question given what would be on the line there. Oh, absolutely, for sure. So, yeah, we'll we'll see how it plays out. I'll, I'm going to keep my schedule open next Sunday, JD. And and <laughs> you know, as we get out of here tonight, I know we got the day off tomorrow. It's funny, my mom is actually visiting her mom down in Phoenix, and my wife, he's working all day tomorrow. So I'm like, I'm like, man, I want to go play some golf or something tomorrow. I literally have the day off, and I don't have a whole heck of a lot to do. But I will say this: uh, shout out to all the moms out there. I mean, I'm a, I'm Definitely. the biggest mama's boy you will ever meet. And, uh, you know, just moms are the absolute best. And the older I get, I've always loved and appreciated my mom. But the older I get, she's still my mom. She'll always be my mom. But she's like she's also like a really good friend of mine. She's my confidant. Uh, she's my biggest fan. So um, Melody Covey are the absolute best. And uh, yeah, man, all the moms out there. Thanks for everything you do. I mean, straight up like we, we need you. So all the mothers out there have a wonderful Mother's Day and you're loved by me. That's for damn sure. Yeah, and I, I echo all of that, and, and happy Mother's Day to, to my mom as well and, and all the mothers out there, and we share that. We're both big-time mama's boys. There's, there's no <laughs> doubt, and, uh, yep. yeah, that, that absolutely been beautifully said. Uh, so, yeah, happy Mother's Day uh, to, to all the moms out there, and that's, that's good stuff. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be thinking of, thinking of all of them uh, tomorrow for sure. So uh, good stuff, my man. We'll talk on Monday. All right, player, good stuff. All right, for Ryan Covey, I'm John Dickinson. Uh, thanks to uh, everybody. Uh, Sterling uh, Bennett for helping us out. Uh, thanks to Sam Weissman. Uh, appreciate the help uh, of him as well. Uh, also, uh, Mark Grandy uh, helping out uh, with the broadcast tonight as the Warriors get the job done against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, we're back on Monday, 5.30, Warriors Live with Ryan Covey and Jim Barnett as the Warriors are going to take on the Utah Jazz. So we'll talk to you then. Dubs get the job done tonight, 136-97. to 97. And you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game.